if you're focused and passionate and driven, um, you can achieve anything you want to achieve in life. Let's suppose that you were able every night to dream any dream you wanted to dream. And a lot of things that we want to do, a lot of places we would like to go, a lot of things we would like to experience. Here's how to really cash in on this year. Number one, get serious. Life is serious. That's basically it. Hello, welcome to the Brett Talk Podcast, uh, the advice podcast, where you can message me at Brett Talk Podcast on Instagram or Facebook, Brett Thomas, and uh, I'll read your advice, and I'll try to do it the best I can on air or have a guest come on. I'm here at Golden Ox Studio with producer Jeremy Demery. How's it going, Jeremy? Good. How are you? I'm good. Let me ask you this. Are you employed? Am I employed? I am. I am indeed. I'm employed twice over. I'm employed by this studio, Golden Ox Studio here in uh, Cleveland, Ohio. And I'm also employed by a beer distributor called Six City Beer Distributors. Nice. I'm also employed. All of us are employed so hard over here at the Golden Ox Compound Studio. <laughs> uh, but to get employed... You have to uh, go through the first step of going to an interview, and I have guests on my girlfriend, Cassie, and all of her friends ask her for advice on interviews and jobs, so I was like, she'd be the best person to give advice on this. Uh, how's it going, Cassie? Hey, I'm doing good. Just want to say, too, I am also employed. So. Nice. Uh, long time no see. Yeah, it's since the parking lot. It's been a while. Yeah. Drove here together. Live here. Well, not here. We never leave the studio. (laughs) Yeah, that's where we live. All right, so let's get into it. Uh, Like, what are your most frequently asked questions you get about job interviews? I think what people ask me the most is either what to wear, things they shouldn't talk about, or like how to handle, I guess, tricky questions. Okay, what's some things that uh, you shouldn't talk about? So I guess a big one is even though you're looking for a new job and it might be because your previous employer maybe wasn't pleasant or there's something you didn't enjoy about it it's important to try to focus on the positives and not you know bash anybody or talk about something too negative Um, it kind of gives the impression that you would do the same thing to them in the future that's good can't be like yeah i'm leaving because uh rick he's a tattletale and he keeps telling on me for taking an extra long lunch break yeah, usually too. I'll tell people to tell me what the actual issue is, and then you spin it into something nice. So, oh, for yeah. example, what you just said, I would tell them to turn it into the company culture is not conducive of me having like a fulfilling work environment, something like that. You can usually take the truth and turn it into something that sounds more professional. Nice. A lot of people do that. Celebrities, politicians, uh, my teachers <laughs> in the past. Okay, um, so like, what uh, do you recommend people wear to interviews? So I think it really depends on where you're interviewing. I think in the past it was, you know, dress as nice as you can. I think that's still a good default to have, but a lot of times, you know, if it's a tech industry or something else, it's a little bit more business casual. So maybe going half a step above that. I don't know if a full suit is necessary anymore. Or I guess in, you know, the case of people that dress more feminine, you know, wearing some type of power suit or something. I don't know if that's always needed. It really depends on where you're going. Okay. 
Um, I had a teacher in high school, and he told me when he was in college, he applied to work at McDonald's, oh no, Walmart. And uh, he said he uh, showed up there in a shirt and tie. And w- when they hired him, they hired him as a manager because they were impressed by how like dressed up he was at the interview. Yeah, I really think it depends. Like I said, I think sometimes defaulting to nicer is usually a safer bet. But sometimes it can backfire and they might think, you're not a good fit for their corporate culture. So sometimes it helps to even just drive past where you're going to be working and see what people wear, look look what kind of pictures they're posting on, like, Instagram. can give you a better idea of what, what their everyday dress might be like. Yeah, that's a good, good, some good advice. But speaking of, like, driving past, like, the work, I, I'll do that. Um, like, I'll drive past the company I want to work for, and I'll, like, I'll look at what kind of cars – are in the parking lot and then by that you can judge by what kind of money you're going to make there usually yeah you could also use a website called glassdoor.com if you make an account you can usually see what salary ranges are for different cities and different job titles for a company oh. in case someone didn't know that i think i did not you just gave me advice on glassdoor.com yeah, that way if someone has a tesla because they're bezeling money they won't you know trick you on your salary standards Nice. You know who probably won't see glassstore.com? Hmm. A bird. Yeah, especially if they wipe the website down with Windex first. Yeah. yeah what a, a bird. Uh, what did you? Uh, what have you worn in the past for job interviews? So I used to dress really, like, I guess you'd say like corporate looking. <laughs> I now usually defer more to business casual, but maybe add a blazer on top. So for me, that's usually dress pants, some kind of decent shirt, and the blazer. Nice shoes. Nice. I usually just go with a button-up shirt and jeans. But my gigs that I work usually aren't, like, too high class, so... That kind of plays into what I was talking about, though, right? Like, if you showed up in a three-piece suit, they might think you're not the right person for that type of job. So I don't think there's anything wrong with dressing down. It's really just dressing. People always say dress for the job you want, not the job you have, but I don't think that's always the best way to go. Yeah. Could uh, shove to my job in, like, a a three-piece, like, $500 suit for Macy's, and I'm like, hey, I want to stock restroom supplies. Hey, I need to pay off this suit. (laughs) (laughs) It's for real. It'd take me a while to pay that off, though. It's an expensive suit. It is. (laughs) What do you um, think about, because people always told me that when you go to a job interview, you want to make good eye contact and have a firm handshake. Do you think you need all those? Yeah, I think having a firm handshake is important. I guess something that really bothers me is that if I'm interviewing, like, a a, a guy or something and they gave me, like, a really, like, limp handshake, almost like I couldn't take a normal handshake, that's something that always kind of annoys me. Um, The eye contact thing is important, but you want to make sure it's natural, right? You don't want to be staring. I think the other important thing is kind of smiling. So trying to just have a positive demeanor about yourself is important, too. Usually, like, uh, being positive, I think, shows confidence. I uh, I don't always smile. 
I haven't told you this story before, but one time I went to an interview at Subway and like I've only, it was in high school and the only thing I ever really did was I smoked pot every once in a while. <gasps> I know, uh, don't tell the police. Uh, but what happened was, was uh, the interviewer asked me, she was like, do you do any drugs? And I couldn't stop laughing. Like for the rest of the interview, I was like laughing and I knew someone that worked there and they're like, you would have got the job, but I didn't have a state ID. It took me a while to get one. So I, I didn't get the job at Subway. So it wasn't laughing throughout your interview. It was just your state documentation. Yeah. Like they're like, uh, you're, you either need a state documentation or pants that are four times too big. Uh-oh. Yeah. At that time, they weren't, like, checking their, like, employees' hard drives at home. Was that a standard requirement? After the Jared thing. It's probably yeah. a safe safe way to go for them. <laughs> yeah. Can you bring in your ID and your hard drive, please? Yeah, yeah the one under your bed, too. <laughs> All right, here's a good one, because uh, I never had to do this. But what happens, like... Like when you have a job and there's like multiple interviews, you have to go through like two or three interviews to get the position. What do you recommend doing in those? Um, I think a big recommendation I have is just trying your best not to get burnt out. Uh And remembering your first interview of the day is as important as your last interview of the day. Um, I would also remind people that it's... um, important to treat it like each impressions your your first impression not not that your interview the first person is the first impression and then you know as far as i think at the end of most interviews they'll ask you if you have any questions for them um, and each person's going to have kind of a different answer so it's okay if you ask similar people like people throughout the day who are giving you multiple interviews the same questions because they're probably going to have different answers thank you that's um good advice I probably won't be able to maybe maybe after this episode I'll be good at job interviews I've never gotten a job because of the interview I've had like five jobs and most of them I was hired on the spot like I worked at a car wash they looked at my availability hired me same thing with Circle K what did landscaping they kind of acted like they're okay we'll call you if we need you but they needed me because i was the only person there and then the job i have now my buddy um told me about it and i basically had the job for just showing up to the interview because no one really wants to like work where i work um so hopefully i'll make it through i know you've had uh positions where You've gone to three interviews before. Yeah, usually it's three or more, it seems like. I think the most rigorous interview I had, it was it was fi- it was like five over the course of two days in person, so that was kind of rough, but it made sense. It was pretty competitive. Five? I just tell them to rally the troops. Let's just all do it at <laughs> once. It's, yeah. Jeez, five interviews in two days. Yeah, I was pretty tired after those. Wow. Five five inter 
some, something else. I just. Yeah, you gotta keep the caffeine handy for those ones. Five interviews. For. What was the position for? So it was for an early career rotational program. Um, so it was pretty cool. So after college, you got to do like six, over two years, each six months, you'd do a different job at that company. So you got a pretty good amount of experience in a short amount of time. And nice. I got it, by the way, which is, I guess, why Brett's having me. <laughs> nice. Having me here. Congratulations. Thank you. I know this was a few years ago, but congratulations. Thanks. Um, be, before we get into uh, the segment we're going to do, uh, we're, we're going to do mock interview where um, I'm going to apply all the stuff Cassie told me, and she's going to interview me and see if I get the job or if I do well or critique me. But what are um, – before we do it, what are some like frequently – asked interview questions that are kind of tricky? So I think one that people are going to come across the most is going to be behavioral type questions. So I would categorize these as a tell me about a time dot 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 type of questions. Okay. And there's actually a method that's used to answer these really well. You can look it up online. It's called the STAR method. And then the letters in STAR stand for um, situation um, essentially what you're doing is you're setting the scene for the person that you're answering the question to. The task at hand, so this could be what you needed to do or what the issue was or the problem you were trying to resolve. A is action, so the action you took to either do the task or to fix the problem. And then R is the result, so after you took your action, what positive things happened after that. And usually if you cover those four things for those kind of tell me about a time questions, you'll, you'll have a pretty solid answer. Okay. I think another one is kind of the, I guess I'd call them the negative questions. So, you know, tell me some time you had a problem with a customer or, you know, what's, what's something negative about yourself? Um, I think the key there is you don't want to lie or give one of those, like, fluffy answers, like, Oh, I just work too hard, you know. Um, you usually want to take something that's maybe a little truthful about something you could work on, but then it's important to end it on a positive. So, for example, you can say, you know, something, a trait I really struggle with is being, showing up to places on time. So in order to make sure I'm getting places on time, I, you know, really stay strictly to a calendar and make sure I have alerts on my phones. And ever since I started doing that, it hasn't really been a problem anymore. So kind of taking that negative and spinning it to a positive attribute about yourself that you're like a problem solver. Oh, nice. That's good. I, I don't think I've really been asked that too much. I don't know. I like that fluffy answer. What if you just say, like, I like it. You don't want to go too bad. You're like, yeah, I uh, steal from my grandmother. <laughs> but the, the positive to that would be she, she doesn't need it anyway. <laughs> She's almost gone. Remember that sign we saw that was grandmas are just angels in waiting? Yeah. <laughs> They're in training. They're training to be an angel. Yeah, you put that above grandma's door and just point to it to remind her. Like, you don't got much time left. What a, dark, what a dark thing to just view your grandma as someone just at the end of her life. Just, 
always going to be looking out for me. You sure you don't want to babysit Johnny? You might only have 30 days left. Yeah. <laughs> for real. All right. I think I'm ready to get interviewed. Uh, what position should it be for? Um, I don't know. Let's say it's a, a landscaping company. All right. So I come in. I give you a firm handshake. I'm uh, dressed in a polo with nice blue jeans and some formal shoes. I'm not going to say what I'm wearing because then I think it gets a little odd. All right. Hi, Brett. Nice to meet you. I'm Cassie. Hello. Uh, how are you doing today? I'm doing pretty well. Thanks. I'm doing pretty well, too. Um, we have a lot of interviews today, so if you don't mind, we're just going to jump right into it. Of course. I'm excited. Um, so I guess tell me a little bit about yourself. I uh, have experience in landscaping. I did it for a season. I've done work with my uncle, too, part-time for a couple years. Uh, I'm a very positive person. I do stand-up comedy. I host a podcast. I like being outside, which for landscaping is important because it's all outside. And I really like uh, like warm weather and like sunny days. Nice. Do you mind if I throw in tips while we're doing the questions or you want to stay in role playing? Yeah, right? sure. We so I think your answer was really good. Something I noticed is that you were starting to look for me to let you know when you should stop talking. So I think especially with phone interviews and Zoom interviews being really popular now. Um, or even in-person interviews, if you think you've said enough or you feel like you're starting to ramble, I would conclude what you're saying. And if the other person doesn't start talking, you could always say, were you looking for more information or do you have any questions or something I could clarify? All right. All right, back to mock interview. Thanks, Brett. Thanks for giving me that background. Um, so what would you say are your greatest strengths and what would you say is your biggest weakness? Uh, I say my strengths are I'm hardworking. I show up to work on time and ready. I like working overtime. I have experience with landscaping and mowing lawns. I'm good with my hands. Um, something, a weakness is I'm not the best at working with hand tools. So I have spent time and I will if I get hired off the clock. Um, just practicing with the hand tools and when I'm on the clock, I, I'm, I'm efficient, but I take my time and make sure everything's right, like if I'm hammering or cutting something. Nice. I think that was a good answer. And the next one. Thank you. I want you to smile through your answer. All right. All right. So it's, it's nice to hear that, Brett. You have a lot of good background, and it's good to hear that you know the things you need to work on and that you're trying to work on them. Um, I guess as far as your past work experience goes, can you tell me about a time that you had a conflict with a coworker or a customer and how you resolved it? Uh, yes, I can. I'm smiling for the people listening. Um, let me think about that. I uh, used to work at a car wash. And no. No, I'll do a different one. I, uh, 
used to work at Circle K, and uh, I was in charge. I was the only one there, and there were hot. There were um, we had a roller grill with hot dogs, and throughout the day, people ate all the hot dogs off the roller griller. And there weren't any left, and I was there at six or seven, and we don't really put any, any on that late because they're more of a lunchtime thing. This older woman came in with her granddaughter and asked if uh, we could get some hot dogs. So I chiseled them out, and um, this was before I knew that paper could go in the microwave. I didn't have time to put on the roller griller because I'd take like 40 minutes to an hour to cook. So I put them in the microwave. And I put them not in a paper basket because I thought it would catch on fire. I just put them on the microwave. And then I pulled them out, and she got really mad at me because it, w- it was gross. Like there's mustard and ketchup on the bottom, like dry, just old, hadn't been cleaned in a while. And she yelled at me, and I was like, hey, I'm sorry. So I got more hot dogs. I put them in a paper thing, and I gave them to her for free. And I was like, it's my fault. And then I cleaned out the microwave. Nice. So I think that was pretty good. It's a very good podcast story, but an interview may shorten it a little bit. Thanks. And you stopped smiling. Yeah. I, that's, I need to work on that. But, like, I had to chisel these hot dogs out with, like, a drywall knife. Yeah, I think that's another thing, too. I could tell how angry you were. Oh, really? <laughs> I, could, I could hear it in your voice. You were not happy about this hot dog situation. Yeah, because, well... She was in line. I didn't give her free hot dogs. I just lied for the interview. But she was mean to me. All right. Back to the fake interview. All right. So, Brett, it sounds like you have some experience with resolving customer issues. Um, could you tell me why why you are looking to change jobs? I'm looking. Uh, the place I'm at now, there's a, a chance for me to develop and grow with my skills. And I was on the website and saw that you guys do stuff that I have experience in, but also stuff I don't have experience in. And I would really like to broaden my horizons and be a a good team member to this company. I think that's actually a really stellar answer. Thank you. I always tell people that um, when you go to job interviews, you're not expected in, in a lot of them, to know everything about the job. Um, also, if you knew everything about the job, why wouldn't you be going for the position above that? So it's okay to admit, you know, that there's things you aren't you you don't know yet, but that you're excited to learn them. I think that's important. So the last question is: Do you have any questions for me? Yes. I I forgot to bring this up earlier <laughs> um, in the podcast, but back to interview mode. Um, is there any reason why you wouldn't hire me? So I guess we'll pretend we're not mock interviewing. That's my last question for the mock interview. Um, but I do think that's an important question to ask. I would maybe expand on the question a bit. So usually the exact wording I use for that question is, so usually I would say ask one to two questions that aren't this. Um, and then when you can tell time's running out, it should be your final question of the interview. Is, um, is there anything we talked about today or anything about my past experiences that would make you think I'm not a good fit for this role. And one or two things things are going to happen when you ask this question is either they're going to say no, and you kind of solidify in that person's mind that you are a good fit. 
but you're also taking the gamble that they say yes, and you have to make sure you're ready to answer questions they might have. So, for example, if they say, you know, I'm not sure you have enough, ex you know, in our fake example, I don't know if you have a lot, not enough experience in landscaping, you could bring up, you know, things you've done at your previous jobs or volunteering that relate to landscaping and maybe help them see that they are, um, that you maybe do have the right experience. So, nice job. I think that was really good. Thank you. You kept forgetting to smile, though. <laughs> I'll work on that. All right. Um, yeah, I mean, it also, too, to rewind a little bit, you said that earlier, you're like, oh, I'm not going to say what I'm wearing. Yeah, I don't think it's really important to know what the inner viewer is wearing at all because they already have the job. They're the person in power. So, like, what they're wearing, you might be it might be adv advantageous of you if, you're like, when you go in to apply to kind of match what they're wearing. Is that something that you would do in that scenario yeah i would say it's good to maybe wear what people wear in that type of work environment but maybe like half a step up so like brett was saying that you know brett likes to do more labor type focused jobs so they're probably wearing like polos and jeans quite often or polos and like a t-shirt so maybe doing you know like khakis and a polo would make you look a little more professional but not out of the, the realm of their reality professional Thank you. Um, do you have any other things you'd like to say about interviews? Any last remarks or tips? Yeah, I guess just the other one is, you know, don't talk down to your interviewer. Um, I'll try to keep the story short, but I was doing interviews. Take as much time as you need oh, for it. I was doing interviews at a college once um, with students that were looking to do an internship. And I had a student, I had a, one of the people I was interviewing sit down and, and explain what torque was to me. Um, with like a diagram and um, I, I was a little <laughs> upset by that because I had you know told him what I did for work and then I had a background um, I have a degree in computer engineering so I, I know what torque is um, so maybe you know just don't insult the person who's interviewing you's intelligence um, if they ask you to explain something to them because they want to see you can explain it that's fine but in that case I did not um, I guess as far as zoom interviews too I think you know, like we said about the, if you feel like you're, you've said enough, kind of pausing. If they don't say anything, then asking them, you know, a follow-up question or if they needed more information. Um, the other thing with Zoom and phone is always test your setup early. And then when you're calling into a Zoom interview, um, I think traditional interview advice is good if it's in person. that You should show probably up, you know, somewhere between 10 to 15 minutes early. You do not need to do that for a Zoom call. I'd say three to one minutes early is good. Um, it actually can be kind of... And some Zoom calls, depending on if they set it up strange, you might actually be accidentally calling into someone else's interview if you call in too early. Uh. Um, and then for Zoom, too, always act like your camera is on, even if it, you're really sure it's not. Just pretend it is, just in case. Because um, I think definitely with the pandemic, interviewing has changed a little bit. So definitely a skill people are going to have to learn a bit more. All right. I have a question I just thought of. Okay. Um, is there such a thing as a too long of an answer? Yes, I think there is. Um, you probably want to cap it at a few sentences if you can. Um, the, the other thing I've done, too, is if you do need a longer time to explain it, is making sure you're at least being engaging. Um, so for me, that might be smiling a lot. I, I tend to talk with my hands during interviews more than I do in normal life, and that can kind of keep people engaged. 
Um, but if you ever feel like you're rambling, you probably are. So if, if I would say it in the least amount of words that you can while still having a conversative tone. Thank you. Yeah. I, I think the other thing, too, to remember with interviews is I know for a lot of people, like corporate culture and interviews can seem so fake. Um, but I don't think it's necessarily like coming as your inauthentic self. It's just kind of showing the most professional version of you. I think most of the time, both the person interviewing and the person conducting the interview know it's kind of like a corporate game that you're playing. And no one expects you to be that way all the time. But it's just sh showing that you, you can act that professional, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like, so when you really need to turn it on, you can. But I don't think anyone's expecting you to be like, hello, my name is Cassie. That's my interview voice all the time. So something else to keep in mind is still be you. Like when I do interviews, I'll still make jokes and laugh and stuff. I'll just keep it a little more professional than maybe in a casual conversation. I never thought about that way before. Keep it so you can show them you can do that. Yeah, but you want to show a little bit of who you are too. Um, and the other thing too with when you're asking them, you know, they ask, do you have any questions for me? This is really the part where you get to interview to make sure that it's a company you want to work for. I know that's not always the case, but let's say you're looking at a couple different options. That's really your time to say to yourself, like, is this a place I'd actually want to work? So make sure you're asking those types of questions during that process. What kind of questions would those be, you think? So I try to stick to the things that are most important to me personally. So usually I'll ask questions around, um, like, what, do you, what is your work culture like? How would you describe, um, you know, an average day in the life for you at work? Um, and then I usually ask about work-life balance. Um, that's mostly because I work remote and I want to make sure there's, you know, parts of the day I can turn the computer off. Thank you. That was all good stuff. Yeah, no problem. Hopefully everyone that listens to this now gets a new job. They better, <laughs> better get off their asses. Just kidding, I know. Everyone does their own thing, and everyone works, or if not, that's okay. And be themselves. All right. Thank you again. I hope you guys, uh, it's a lot of good information. Use it in an interview. Thank you. Signing off. Thank you for uh, listening to Brett Talk. Uh, give me a follow at Brett Thomas on Facebook, and... Brett Thomas 1896 on Instagram. Uh, please uh, leave a five star review on anywhere you listen to this podcast. They all help. Thank you.